Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Commerce Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Zakowitz, and I'm joined today by three incredibly talented and smart individuals for an industry mashup-type format. So five quick industry questions, one game show question at the end to each of those, and we'll see where the dust settles at the end of the day. I'd like to introduce our three guests today. We have Darren Baldwin. He's the e-commerce manager at Dungarees, followed up by David Tatelbaum, who's a marketing strategist here at Bronto Software, and wrapping up today's podcast with Colby Science, e-commerce marketing manager at Sportsman's Warehouse. So without further ado, let's get into the mashup. All right, I'm joined by uh, Darren Baldwin, who is, uh, what's your title, Darren? Uh, we'll go with e-commerce manager. E-commerce manager, there you go, at, uh, at Dungarees. I brought you here today to uh, more of a mashup, so five quick questions so you get your thoughts on uh, what's happening now and the future, and then we'll get you out of here with a game show question. Right. Sound good? Let's do it. Um, uh, Darren, where are you based out of? Oh, we're in Columbia, Missouri. Columbia, Missouri. What's the best thing about living in Columbia, Missouri? It's a, uh, it's a small town. It's a college town, so the University of Missouri is located there. So um, we actually have a, a really diverse pool of employees to pull from. We have a really good journalism school, which we can, you know, we're trying to hopefully tap into that talent. Um, soon, especially as we move into you know, content marketing and things like that. So there's there's definitely a lot of talent there, and it just has the, the local feel of you know a college town, which we really like. Oh, very cool. So, all right, let's get into uh, five quick questions for you and uh, see what you shake off, and I'm going to judge every single answer you give, so right, that's yeah. good. All right, first question. What do you think is the biggest challenge for online retailers today? I'd have to say just keeping up with you know the moving target. Um, the technology, I feel, is is changing so much. And, you know, whether you have a, you know, build versus buy mentality, especially, um, you know, finding vendors that can do what you need to accomplish. I feel like, you know, even five years ago, you could walk into, you know, something like IRC, you know, the, the exhibit hall is very segmented into email marketers or recommendations or whatever. And I feel like all these companies have really started to merge. So it's harder to find, you know okay, I specialize in this, but I also do that, you know, and, and finding, you know, the, the vendors that can really specialize in what you're trying to accomplish. So I, I feel like that's a little bit of a struggle. Luckily, I've been in an industry long enough that I kind of know some of the big players and who I think knows what, but it's still a, still something hard to, to keep up with. Will brick and mortar retail survive? I think it'll survive. There might be less people doing it well. I think you have to do it very well. And and every, you know, that's obviously the big topic is the omnichannel of, of sharing that data across touch points. Um, we have, you know, we only have two brick and mortar stores. For us, we don't put a whole lot of emphasis on omnichannel of trying to track a customer in a store versus a customer buying online. We just don't think the opportunities there. But I can definitely see with, you know, someone has a, a thousand doors across the country that and they're trying to grow their online presence, that that is an, an absolute necessity to get their shopping behavior in, in all the channels. Complete the sentence. For retailers, social media is blank. <laughs> I think you know it's sometimes blown out of proportion. I think some people do it just because. I mean, there's definitely a strategy that can work, but I feel like so many people are doing it just to just to throw money at it because you're supposed to be doing it without an actual plan of who they're trying to target. And I think that there's a ton of wasted money into that channel. I think that you can capitalize on it and it's going to continue to get better. But I think if I had to pick a channel where more of a marketer's budget is probably wasted with with bad spend, I would have to say social media is. So know what you're doing when going into it and then do it well. Is which I, I think you have to have a plan. And I think you have to at least start very segmented and being able to track that 
that data back and make sure it's, it's working for you. What's the most effective email marketing strategy you guys have implemented? Just getting, you know, trying to get a little bit more targeted and personal. Um, we've, we've actually, you know, upped our volume, but we've, we've spread it out across, you know, different types of whether it's personalized emails based on what they've you know, purchased before or just at least to their types of categories. So we're not just batch and blasting. I mean, everybody's trying to move away from that, but there's always, you're always doing it to some extent. You know, you're always sending some emails to pretty much your entire list. So we've at least tried to scale that back a little bit and we're running, you know, certain promotions. It's still a lot of them go out to 60, 70, 80% of our list, but we're treating some of those people a lot differently. And we've definitely seen our email volume has gone up, but our engagement has all stayed steady where it was. So we haven't overreached, we feel. I'm going to ask you to put your Nostradamus hat on. In five years from now, will Amazon be more or less dominant than they are now and why? Ooh, that's a million dollar question or a billion dollar, million maybe dollar trillion question. dollar question. I don't see them slowing down, honestly. I think that you're going to see the non-market or the non-Amazon market share possibly be consolidated across less retailers because I feel like, you know, you're either having the, the really big brick and mortar people that are, you know, a Sears or something that's having problems in the whole omnichannel world. But I also see a lot of, you know, 10 years ago, you could have a lot of little pop-up retailers that could just jump in front, you know, like even with a drop shipping business model or something like those, those things don't happen. And it's, it's really hard, I think, for those really small people that used to be able just to pop up and, and make a buck and, and compete. I don't, I don't think you're going to see those being able to survive against Amazon. And you're going to see the non-Amazon get a little bit, maybe the same footprint. Maybe Amazon will keep the same percentage, but I think the other retailers will, there will be fewer. I think it's a really interesting question because in 2016, we saw about 40, I think it was 46% of all e-commerce go to Amazon. Mm -hmm. So everyone else, to your point, they're fighting for half the space, yeah. right? And then you get consolidation, you get changing um, influences. Are you a Prime member? Uh, I am a Prime member, yes. I'm, I'm the holdout. Amazon's looking at me and like, come on, Greg, but I still buy from them. So they're like, I don't care if you're not a Prime member. You know, we fell into it. It was like three years ago. My parents actually, they were Prime members and they gifted that for Christmas one year to like all their, their kids of, of the Prime. And we're like, ah, oh, we'll just keep renewing it. But we we are at the point where we are probably a break even. We don't order enough from Amazon to like really capitalize. Like some people just, you know, pull out their phone on a daily basis and order something. We're definitely not in that boat. Do you use the other services that come with Amazon? I do use some of the Prime um, streaming, yeah. Okay. Do you see yourself keeping on the Amazon Prime? Is it hard? It's like it, it, that Friends episode. Like, I want to quit the bank, right? Or, or was it the bank? That was the gym. The gym, right? I want to quit the gym. Do you guys ever see yourself pulling away from Amazon Prime? Um, I, I mean, I would consider it if I wasn't, just as interested in knowing how it works when I have this conversation with somebody of, you know, how's prime work? Why is it, why is it so hard to compete with? And what, what is the, uh, what are we chasing, you know, as, as far as Amazon's concerned? So, but you know, I could go either way. If, if yeah. my prime membership was canceled right now, I might not notice it for like four months. I don't know. Excellent. Uh, Darren, I'm going to get you out of here on a game show question. So you've got 15 seconds and I'm going to ask you to name as many fish as you can in 15 seconds. Go. Bass, trout, uh, walleye, crappie. <laughs> no, I about said whale. Is that whale? <laughs> I'm not going to say a dolphin. It's a, um, 
Well, that's tough. Your time is yeah. up. So interesting about this. You said crappie. I, I have not heard of a crappie before. Yeah, big in Missouri. A lot of crappie fishing. There you go. So, And that was the first one you said, right? Or second? Trout yeah. maybe. Trout yeah. was first and second. So you said whale, and then you immediately said, well, that's not a fish. Almost everyone says whale, yeah. and then immediately says, well, that's not a fish. Yeah. And I always give it to you. So you get six, by the way, which is what most people get. They get six fish in 15 seconds. Yeah. Remarkable. Yeah, it's crazy. You're a person. I thought I liked 10 more right after I did <laughs> Uh, all right, so Derek Baldwin, e-commerce manager at Dungarees. Thanks so much for the insights and the, and the time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, thanks so much. Thank you. David Tittlebaum, uh, you're with us today. So David, why don't you, uh, we already said your name, but why don't you uh, tell us who you are, what you do, and uh, we'll get into a quick mashup here. Okay, thanks, Greg. Uh, my name is David Tittlebaum. I'm a marketing strategist out of our West Coast office. We've been up and running, I think, for about almost two years now. So we've grown quite a bit. And uh, from my own standpoint, I've worked with for Bronto for nearly a year and a half. And I live in Redondo Beach with my wife, my two kids, and my 14-pound Shih Tzu named Rambo. Uh, like Greg, I'm a hockey fanatic. And uh, my one claim to fame is that my two kids have both taken a picture with the Stanley Cup before their first birthday. All right, sounds good. So you ready to get into a mashup? Sure, let's do it. First question, what's the biggest challenge for online retailers today? The biggest challenge for online retailers today is disruption. Plain and simple, one simple word, disruption. And so what that really means is obviously you have Amazon coming down the pipe, uh, but you also have a lot of digitally native vertical brands that are just strictly focused on a particular vertical. And so you have click and collect, you just have so many different pieces coming into the blender, so to speak. And so you know, making heads and tails of that and really being able to pay attention to your particular brand and make and really just present yourself in a way where you have so many different challenges coming down the line in every which way is is the biggest challenge by far so disruption will brick and mortar retail survive yes i do believe brick and mortar retail will survive i'm fortunate in that i do work with a couple clients who are actually in growth mode when it comes to bricks and mortar and so they're they're doing very well and there's a really interesting trend with companies like bonobos and bonobos has been in the news because obviously they're a takeover target from Walmart right now, where Walmart's looking to purchase them. And they've really figured out this next version of, of brick and mortar, whether it be 2.0 or however many versions there have been of brick and mortar, where customers go into a store and have a much more kind of streamlined, personalized experience. And not going there so much to buy, just to see what's there, kind of have that journey of discovery and then purchase online. And so I do believe that we're going to see some you know, cut back when it comes to businesses that have overscaled when it comes to bricks and mortar. We're no longer being just strictly kind of geography based when it comes to retail. We're going to see a lot of the big companies that have kind of overdone the, the footprint, the Macy's, what have you, closed stores. But I do believe that they're going to figure out the right size. And once they figure out the right size, bricks and mortar is going to continue to be a, a vital piece of the, the landscape. Complete the sentence for me. For retailers, social media is blank. Essential. And if you want me to say more than one word? You can either elaborate or we can leave it at that and move on. Let's leave some mystery. Let's leave it. There you go. You can email David. What is the most effective email marketing strategy that you've advised your clients to implement? The most effective marketing strategy, you know, it, it really depends. If you're, if you're in growth mode, then obviously the pop-up in the welcome series. And if you're just, you know, really at a point where it's like we need conversions, then obviously cart recovery is going to be the biggest campaign. So it really depends on the individual marketer's needs at that given time. Uh, another nice piece that's kind of just coming along is browse recovery. And so that's a great way to kind of marry the two where you have 
uh, people coming to the site, but you don't necessarily know a lot about them, but it's a great way if they visit a couple products to kind of start that conversation and take them down that path to, to convert. Last industry question, putting on your Nostradamus hat. Do you see Amazon being more or less dominant in five years and why? I think Amazon is going to be more dominant. And the main reason why is because bricks and mortar is just such a very, very large piece of the pie still after 10 to 15 years. But Amazon just continues to grow and grow and grow. They're doing a lot of really interesting things. Alexa's going to be a big piece when it comes to people being able to buy without having to actually go to a computer. They also are opening up bricks and mortar bookstores in Chicago. So I, I think that there's just so much more room for growth that, that Amazon's just going to be a bigger player at that point. Final question today. I'm going to set a timer, 15 seconds. Name as many fish as you can in 15 seconds. Go. Tilapia, salmon, tuna, flounder, swordfish. Goldfish. Six fish, David. Not bad. Not bad. You didn't know it was coming, so that's good. Yeah. David Tatelbaum, email marketing strategist, Bronto Software. Thank you very much for your uh, your time today. And let's definitely wrap about some of these topics in, uh, in a future podcast. All right. And let's make sure we also talk about the uh, Buffalo Sabres. We can have a hockey discussion. Absolutely. So thank you, David. And uh, have a good day. Joined by Colby Signs of Sportsman's Warehouse. Colby, thanks for uh, taking time out of your day to, to join us. Well, thanks for having me, Greg. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. First question, what do you think the biggest challenge for online retailers is today? Um, I would say that it would have to be understanding their customer behavior, consumer behavior. I think you see this rise of everybody has so much data and not enough understanding of what to do with it. And as much as I am personally a lover of data, um, being able to craft quality opportunities to be able to engage your customers is definitely, from a retail side, one of the biggest areas to kind of improve this because you have this basis in which people have known retail for years that they've known that they've been confident with. And now that things have changed with the rise of technology, it just totally makes the experience as well as the way to connect far more difficult, but also a lot more requiring you to be more empathetic. Very good. Now you can refrain from the second question because you work for Sportsman's Warehouse. You have a lot of brick and mortar retail stores throughout the country. Will brick and mortar retail survive? I would love to say 100% yes. I'm honestly at like a 50-50 um, with sites like BB and the Limited, um, even places like our competitors, so Bass Pro and Cabela's. I know Bass Pro is acquiring Cabela's right now, and that's looking like it will actually go through after almost having a wrench in that opportunity. But you see that brick and mortar is valuable, and I, I don't ever disregard that, but I think it's the best buy effect, I guess you can say, in which people will eventually get to a point to where it is that they use retail shops to be able to see it, touch it, feel it, you know, get a basis of if they like that product or if that suits their needs, and go online and find a place that's $50 cheaper than buying it in store. So there's still a place for it, it's just changing. Yeah. I, 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 yes, there, there's no question that there is a place for it. It is just to what extent. Complete the sentence for me. For retailers, social media is blank. Is your communication tool. I think it is how you can be able to sync the customers you already have within your database with the people who obviously 
engage with you on social media. I think if you can be able to link or find the ways to link the two together, you can, and just theory, you can be able to ultimately engage and totally hit the full scope of what that customer is doing on all touch points. And I think especially as you get into that 25 to 34, 44 age range, um, social media has definitely become a, a piece of these people's lives, at least, at least by 25%. So I, I think social media is definitely a communication platform that I think these retailers need to be using. All right. What's the most effective email marketing strategy that you guys have implemented? I think cart recovery. Cart recovery has been, I mean, as easy as it may be to say that that is the low hanging fruit, that has definitely been the biggest um, revenue generator for us. I think it's it's hit in a way that a, a lot of other opportunities have hit, especially from people who have already engaged and have actually taken action or have gone through the funnel and just fallen off. I think cart recovery has definitely been that. And even the welcome series output as a number, number two. Last industry question, so put on your Nostramus hat. Do you see Amazon being more or less dominant in five years and why? I say more because first off, they're actually testing out brick and mortar, um, which is fantastic for retailers because that just makes them, you know, kind of their pants. But on the other side, I, I do think that um, there's several industries that have yet to be hit that I think can and will. I do think that, for instance, with Sportsman's Warehouse and the camping and fishing, do I think that they would take a large market share? No, because I think people are loyalists and I think a lot of people in this uh, that actually enjoy the hunting, camping, fishing side do want to be more of I go in the store and I get it. But again, it goes back to the concept of you go in, you touch it, you feel it, and then you go back home and you buy it for $50 cheaper than what it is you have. And on top of that, you have your prime membership and you can get it shipped to you tomorrow. I think that's Amazon is going to start dabbling into those areas. And who knows if more brick and mortar stores come, then God help all retailers. All right. Uh, thanks for your insight on those questions. So last, uh, last question today, game show oriented. I'm going to set a clock 15 seconds. So Colby, tell me how many fish you can name in 15 seconds. Go. Like cartoon, like just fish, fish or like guppies, trout, salmon, bass, um, um, gooper. Grouper. Time's up. Uh, grouper, yeah. So you got six. Colby Signs, Sportsman's Warehouse. Thanks so much for your time today. Let's do this again on a full episode one day. Oh, definitely. All right. Thanks, Colby. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Commerce Marketer Podcast, now available on iTunes. Please subscribe and give us a five-star rating if you'd be so kind. And until next time, have a great day.